Do you like tacos? Let's talk about politics. Let's talk about things that really matter in America. You're listening to the Nacho Show podcast. Hello and welcome to the Nacho Show. This is Ignacio Valdez, aka Nacho, and this uh, uh, show is being brought to you by FedByRavensMedia.com uh, and also the Path Forward Utah. This uh, show is also being sponsored by the Brickstone Potato, the Trump Tater Tater, and Solidify Web. Let's build the website for you today. All right, and I am super happy and excited. Oh, there's so much energy right now going on, uh, flowing through the conservative side. And uh, this is what we want to do. And we have a very special guest today. His name is Ryan Woods. How you doing, Ryan? Hello there. I'm great, Nacho. It's great <laughs> to be on your show. I love your little uh, <clears throat> Latino uh, music in the intro there. It got me all pumped up. It's good to be here. I just want to start dancing right now. <laughs> And, uh, well, uh, Ryan is a fantastic uh, American, and he's a fantastic activist, and we'll, we'll go ahead and get to know more about him uh, here uh, during this show. We're just going to go ahead and discuss um, uh, many things pertaining to uh, his side uh, of uh, the LGBT community and all of the activism that he's been doing. And uh, you guys are going to be so impressed about his story because uh, his story is very interesting uh it's very interesting to me you know how how is it that a gay man is a conservative you know and he's going to explain to us more about this and uh, i i have i have learned to um Uh, to uh, you know accept him uh, as a human being uh, i love him so much he's fantastic and he's a, a great friend uh, a great american great activist and uh, uh okay ryan can you please uh, talk to us uh more about um how why are you a conservative you know being uh being homosexual and uh, um how go ahead and, and talk to us more about your story Absolutely. Well, first of all, I consider you tambien un amigo verdadero en mi vida. You are also my uh, true friend. I admire you because like for me as a gay person, and by the way, anybody listening, uh, I am gay. I don't care that I'm gay. It is not my primary identity. The only reason I share it is so that we can awaken more conservative um gay people out there so anyway um ignacio yeah so that's a very that's a very big question how do i answer it well first of all um i'm known as lady maga usa that is the drag character that i love to dress up as and portray uh basically looks like a make america great again barbie type figure mm -hmm. and i've always been a theatrical person so i've used that talent and that uh that creative effort to really defy the leftists because um, as a gay person, um, we are told that you have to be on the left. You have to be a Democrat. You have to hate America. You have to hate the Mormons. You have to hate 
Christians. And, and it just got really, really exhausting to always be manipulated and told that you have to think a certain way. So um, I guess I'll just start with a little background. I grew up uh, LDS, uh, otherwise known as Mormon. I know the Mormon church doesn't want anybody to say Mormon anymore, but I love that word. And I'm sorry if I'm offending <laughs> any Mormons out there, but I will always use that word because I love it. I grew up, I, Mormon to me just means like uh-huh. pioneer heritage and good people. So I grew nice. up LDS or Mormon. And uh, <clears throat> I, you know, I've, I've always had gay feelings. My earliest memories really are uh, gay feelings. So I do believe after all these years that I was born that way, but I did not accept it. You know, I, I made it through uh, my teenage years. I'm an Eagle Scout 4.0 student. I served an honorable two-year mission for the LDS church. But when I came home, I realized, oh no, these feelings are not gone. I thought that if I was, you know, the most dedicated missionary, they would go away. So I went to conversion therapy and, you know, they told me to date my best friend, Amy, and I was dating her and her father left their family because he's gay. And it was a it was a wake up call like, OK, I got to deal with this. So mm-hmm. I just took the risk. I came out of the closet mm-hmm. and um, it wasn't easy. It was difficult. But coming out of the closet as a Trump supporter <laughs> and a Trump supporting drag artist and, a, you know, a gun defending Second Amendment defending patriot was 100,000 times more difficult than coming out of the closet as a gay Mormon. Because, you know, that was difficult. We People cried and we had to work through it. But now that I have come out as a Trump supporter and a a patriot, I was fired from my career in the airline industry after eight years. I was not fired for performance. I was fired for posting pictures with guns and for standing up for the Second Amendment and speaking out. So I lost the entire LGBT community where I was a I was a professional performer. I got to be a professional Britney Spears impersonator. I was a professional Rapunzel impersonator in the number one show in Utah. And uh, <clears throat> I previously lived in Boston, where I also was paid to perform. So I lost that entire community. I was excommunicated. And that's that's their words, not mine. You are excommunicated from the LGBTQIA community. So when I came out of the closet um, as a as a Trump supporter, I didn't do it for attention. I didn't do it to be shocking. I did it because um, Donald Trump was putting America first. And what a lot of people don't realize is he is the most pro-gay president in American history. He just didn't make it, he didn't make it an issue because his whole platform was we are all Mm -hmm. Americans. Whether you're a Hispanic American, whether you're gay, black, white, it didn't matter to him. He just viewed us as Americans. And what a lot of people don't know is he's the one and only president to ever stand up in front of the United Nations. The one and only. And look into the eyes of barbaric leaders from around the world in predominantly Islamic Mm -hmm. countries who kill, torture, castrate, and imprison people like me. And Donald Trump looked them in the eye at the United Nations and said, we condemn that. We condemn the killing and the criminalization of homosexuality. So he 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 just doesn't care um, uh, that somebody is gay. He viewed me as an American. And I realized um, 
wow, we are at a we are at a turning point in this country and the gay issue in the past. It was an issue, you know, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, maybe even into the early 2000s. There was there was a certain mm-hmm. level of maybe persecution, uh, maybe homophobia, whatever you want to call it. But at this point, it is quite the opposite. If someone comes out of the closet as homosexual in 2021, they are celebrated. They are confirmed. They are, mm-hmm. you know, it's, 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 we're not living in a homophobic society. So <laughs> they make way, way for him you know, or her or whatever. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And so the gay issue, I know this because I've traveled the country. I've been to countless events, including Trump rallies, Dread- up in a wig i mean come on i the most flamboyant (laughs) person you'll ever see in the world is me. and um there had only been maybe one or two instances where i was treated with disrespect so the reality is the patriot community and the modern movement needs every single soldier that we can find we need every single person even if we don't see eye to eye on uh, certain issues such as homosexuality we're in the trenches right now and so if Mm -hmm. someone comes forward and is willing to defend the constitution to defend the second amendment and join the movement we got to just take all the soldiers we can in that trench and continue the fight and we can we can iron out our differences later so that's basically uh in a nutshell that's basically you know kind of my story but um Uh my pride is in being an american my pride is in being honest my pride is in being a hard worker not my sexuality i really don't care about my sexuality it just is what it is fantastic yeah i mean definitely i'm gonna uh give you a round of applause oh well thanks (laughs) because i mean i mean you are fantastic you know we we all do have our our own uh, uh perspectives of life perspectives on sexuality and everything like that but in the end we are all americans you know i and and i get criticized by the left and uh people f- you know from mexico because i you know i i wear a u.s flag here uh i i get called a traitor uh, i get called you know names and i get teased about this um, because, you know, I, I mean, I consider myself an American and I have always wanted to speak the language. I have always wanted to be here in the United States and be part of the society. And you know what? I don't freaking care because this is, you know, this is the country that I am in and this is where I am staying and this is where I am bringing value. And just like you said, you know, that's that's the same thing. You're bringing a lot of value, you know, regardless of who you are. And I applaud you for that. And I really appreciate everything that you are doing. Now, um, you are you are a conservative. You have conservative uh, perspectives as far as politics is concerned. And, and that's something that we need. And you are a true fighter. Uh, of the constitution and and everything you know we we all do different things you know you do your uh, uh your drag you know cross-dressing thing and uh, you uh you try to um well you know you you actually do um uh, you twisted the left a lot because they the, their perspective is that if you are gay then you have to be you know uh, leaning to the left and that's not true 
I have seen you uh, in in your videos, and also uh, you you are the president of of a movement right now of yeah, um, LGBT I, conservatives. I, right? I also serve. I do Lady Maga USA, and that's that's my personal. Uh, contribution to the movement. I'm also president of the Log Cabin Republicans here mm -hmm. in Utah. Um, across the nation, Log Cabin Republicans is the largest and oldest um, LGBT conservative organization. And I'll talk about that in a minute because we're on a conservative podcast. And I know there might be listeners out there who who simply think this guy's a gay drag queen. And I don't like the term drag queen because it makes you think of those sickos in libraries teaching little children to twerk. That is not me. I prefer oh, the term yeah. drag artist. It's more like theater and costumes. And I, I don't have an agenda like the mainstream uh, drag queen uh -huh. community. But um, he, here's why um, I consider myself a conservative. And it's kind of my definition of a conservative. A conservative is someone who defends the U.S. Constitution. Uh -huh. defends free speech and defends the second amendment because those are the three foundational principles that allow all of us to have any freedom at all. So um, uh, when I say the, the first amendment, I'm talking about the mm -hmm. Westboro Baptist church. I've debated them. And that's that horrible church that, you know, protests uh, soldiers mm -hmm. funerals yeah. and their website is God hates FAGS.com. Wow. Um, terrible, terrible speech. But you know what? Terrible speech is still free speech because ideally in our country, um, we can combat bad ideas through mm -hmm. more speech, through healthy debate. But what's happening right now in our country is uh, Christian conservatives can't even say uh, what they believe in their churches. Like here in Utah, we have the LDS church and Brigham Young University, their university is being attacked and slammed because the left does not believe in free speech. So uh, right. my definition of a conservative is someone who supports all speech, even speech that makes you feel uncomfortable, because without those fundamental debates, we can't even have, you know, someone, I, there are those in the conservative movement, a small minority who say, oh, you know, Lady Maga should not be in this movement. You should not support that degeneracy. And I say, okay, I, I think your voice is valid. I don't think you have to shut up, but unless you and I join together to defend free speech, you won't even be able to have that argument down the road. So let's yeah. focus on the fundamentals right now. All of us, Constitution, First Amendment, and of course, the Second Amendment. We see what's happening in Australia. I, I, it's, it's unfathomable that yeah. Australia has reached this point. And we know why, because they don't have guns. So we all got to come together for those three things, Constitution and, of course, within the Constitution, First Amendment and Second Amendment. So that's that's my take on why my definition of a conservative. And so the log cabin Republicans um, in the past they were more focused on LGBT um, issues. They were pro-gay marriage. My feelings about gay marriage is that the government shouldn't be involved in our marriage at all. I don't know why uh -huh. they are. It's just another way of controlling us. I think marriages, you can make legal contracts with anybody you want and then have your marriage in your church or whatever. So um, right. the gay marriage issue has never been a huge one for me because um, – you know, I don't think the government should be involved. I do, however, mm -hmm. think that two people of the same sex, if they want uh, uh -huh. a marriage or, or 
to contractually be allowed to like be in the hospital room if somebody's dying. That was my main issue in the past is, you know, if you have mm-hmm. two lesbian partners and one of them gets cancer, uh, the partner wasn't necessarily allowed in the right. hospital room in the past, but they are now. So it's, it's a non-issue. So the log cabin Republicans, I sort of stepped away from them because they seemed a little bit more rhino-ish and a little too left for me. But in 2016, they came out in support of Donald J. Trump <laughs> loudly and proudly. And nice. the director at that time resigned. She was so angry that they officially endorsed Donald Trump. And that is when our organization exploded across the country wow. with amazing, red-blooded, awesome patriots who happened to be gay, who finally were able to just join the movement, stand up, not care anymore, and support Donald J. Trump. So they were staunch Trump supporters. A year ago, uh, before the or just uh, before the 2020 election, we had a huge celebration in Nashville and it wasn't gay pride. It was Trump pride. Pride, So it was a totally, a a complete, (laughs) completely new movement. We marched through West Hollywood, which is the most, you know, crazy gay neighborhood in all of America. We marched through with our American flags and our Trump flags (laughs) and Lady Maga was there. People were screaming in my face. So uh, Log Cabin Republicans just keeps growing. New chapters are opening because so many LGBT people are like me. They just want their freedoms. They just want to be left alone. They Uh just want to live their lives and they don't feel a need to crush the freedoms of everybody else. Like I went to Brigham Young University and I was gay. So I decided, you know what? This school is not for me, and that's okay because I'm an adult. This is a private institution, and they don't have to change their policies. I can go elsewhere, and I went to the University of Utah. Mm -hmm. Um, So those of us who are conservative gay people, the only thing we ask and the thing that we promise is to be left alone and have our individual liberties protected, and we seek to protect those liberties of everyone else as well, and that really does include Mm -hmm. people who believe homosexuality is a sin. Now, if they try to legislate and make it illegal to be gay or whatever, that's a separate issue. But uh, churches and gay people, we all need our individual freedoms. And so uh, the log cabin Republicans, uh, you know, people don't know this, but President Donald Trump appointed the first openly gay man to his cabinet, Richard Grinnell. He was his director of intelligence for crying out loud. And um, Richard mm-hmm. Grinnell, I, I recently went to a conference and he spoke and he said, um, uh President Trump, uh, he was talking with him and he said something along the lines of, you know, I'm uh, I'm your first openly gay cabinet member. And President Trump said, what? That's a shame. Like he said, (laughs) we should have had we should have had openly gay people before. He said that that's very strange. But he didn't care that Richard (laughs) was gay. And uh, a year uh, just over a year ago in Nashville, President Trump called us because certain influencers within the LGBT community were. Um, we were taken to the top of a hotel in Nashville and we had a little meeting with about 12 to 14 gay people who really spoken out and Richard Grinnell said, we have a surprise for you. And nobody knew what it was. And he put his phone on speaker and it was Donald Trump. Wow. And Donald Trump, he knew who was in that room. 
and he came out and said, Hey everybody. Oh, this is so great. Thank you for standing <laughs> up. You know, we've always appreciated you. Cause he's a New Yorker, very, very open, modern yeah. guy. And, and he spoke with us and his wife, Melania, my queen, I love Melania. Yeah. He has given, she made one video during uh, president Trump's terms at term. And, uh, it was to the log cabin Republicans and in her gorgeous accent with her beautiful face and her, you know, sophistication, she made a video thanking us for what we're doing in the movement. And on November 8th at Mar-a-Lago in Florida, uh, the log cabin Republicans are, are giving a huge banquet banquet mm-hmm. honoring Melania Trump. Mm-hmm. And she is speaking. So this narrative that Donald Trump hates gays, Donald Trump hates Hispanics, Donald Trump hates black. It's just so it's it's such a dangerous and sad lie because that man wanted what's best for all Americans. Agreed. And I'm hoping he runs again. I really hope too. definitely Donald J. Trump definitely should be back. Um, you know, some people say uh, realistically he might not. Uh, and if he doesn't, I definitely am going to go for DeSantis. What do you think? Oh, DeSantis, DeSantis, DeSantis. What an American <laughs> hero. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That man has just, oh, he gives me so much hope. He's just such yeah. a crusader. He's such a fighter. He's so good looking. He just has everything going for him. So oh, yeah. whether it is uh, Donald Trump or whether it's Ron DeSantis, I will be a happy camper um, I would, you know, I, I believe that the Biden administration is not legitimate. I, I do believe um, beyond a shadow of a doubt that Donald Trump <laughs> should have been our president. Uh, you yes. don't have over 300,000 votes show up at four in the morning for one candidate. <laughs> it's unprecedented. And with this mail-in ballot fraud, it's um, it's it's being instit- cheating is being institutionalized. Oh, cheating yeah. is being uh, put in, in place. And so honestly, I don't even know why anybody runs for office anymore because I don't believe our elections are fair. And even if Donald Trump yeah. runs again in 2024, I will have zero confidence in the outcome unless our election process is made foolproof. And it's not. No. So I wish the rhino Republicans were focusing on this. But my belief at this point is that the rhino Republicans, you know, from uh, Mitt Romney to Mitch McConnell, all these people, I believe that they are holding hands with these corrupt Democrats behind the scenes, just giving us lip service. And they don't care about election integrity because their elitist circles will be protected no matter what. So more than anything right now, I want to see our election process get cleaned up and it's not happening. And that is my greatest concern, just like in California with Gavin Newsom, he, you know, they showed the envelopes with a hole in it that the counters were able to see if they voted to recall him or not. It is not a coincidence that the hole in the envelope was over that specific part of the ballot. So I believe there is uh, widespread cheating and we're not even allowed to say it on social media. Mm-hmm. My pictures with signs saying, stop the steal. I was in Nevada at a rally and I was mm-hmm. holding a sign, stop the steal that was taken down. So wow. um, I don't trust our election. So I hope he runs. And I'd like to think that if he runs again, 
they will find a way to make sure that it's fair. Oh, but yeah. I'm just not, I'm not seeing the cleanup process so far. <laughs> you know, the left, how the leftists are, they just try to find uh, some uh, like little faulty thing and then just ma make it huge, you know, for, uh, for, in order for somebody to look bad. So that's yeah. what, what the lip tarts are. And, you know, and I, I just hate it and I just don't like it. So yeah, they, they, I said that. I said Yay, we could say lip tart. Oh, yeah. that's one of my favorite words when i'm on <laughs> when i'm on my podcast or in an interview i try to avoid that word but you said it brother libtard it is a mental illness i'm sorry it really it is. is you know is. michael savage says that that leftism is a mental illness and i really do believe that at this point and especially with the covid year Hello and welcome back to The Nacho Show. This is Ignacio Valdez from Ogden, Utah. And this show is being brought to you by Fed by Ribbons Media and The Path Forward Utah. This show is also sponsored by Bricks and Potato, the Trump Tater Tater. And also solidifyweb.com. Let's build the website for you today. All right. Well, this episode, we do have Mr. Ryan Woods, a.k.a. Lady Maga. And uh, he's a fantastic uh, activist. And uh, he is very involved in uh, the LGBT community, uh, except for um, we, we do have a lot of uh, LGBT Uh, community conservatives that uh, lean towards the constitution and they lean uh, towards conservatism and you know conserve uh, those uh, perspectives that our founding fathers uh, have created for us you know uh, to live in a free country uh, full of uh, great capitalism and uh, uh, freedom of enterprise and freedom of speech and everything. Uh, and, and obviously the left doesn't like that. And actually they don't like this setting that we're having right now. You know, a, a Hispanic guy, um, you know, be <laughs> wearing the U.S. flag and everything. And, you know, we have uh, Ryan Woods here um, doing all this activism. So, Now, in this segment, Ryan, I, I want to talk to you about something, and, and you know, something that bothers me beyond belief, and and I'm saying that very honestly, the pronounced crap. I <laughs> pronouns. Know. It's ma'am. And, and you know, <laughs> oh no, I, I I'm going to tell you one thing, and I am not afraid. I'm going to tell you, I'm not freaking afraid to call somebody the right gender. Like if, if you were born a male, no matter how many surgeries you get, how much you think you are a woman, a baby, uh, if, you're, if you think you're an elephant, if you think a lion, you, you think you are a cat, And if you meow like a cat, I, I don't freaking care. I'm not going to call you cat. I'm not going to call you woman. I'm not going to, I'm going to, if you are born a male, I'm going to call you a male. If you are being born a woman, I am going to call you a woman. He and she, period. I'm going to freaking do that. And I don't freaking care because that's the way that it should be. So 
uh, Ryan, you you um you you have a story you know behind that, and I would like for you to talk to us more about it. But the perspective here is that the left really is trying to shove that you know on our throats like you have no freaking well you you have an idea but uh, <laughs> it's like no other so uh, exactly the pronouns i i didn't know that we can identify as a cat now <laughs> i guess i could be a cat yeah no the the pronoun stuff i am the first to uh, acknowledge that there are two genders um I am a biological man. I love to dress up. I love wigs and makeup. None of that actually makes me a woman for fun. And because it's I'm in on the joke, people can call me she when I'm dressed up. But it's not it's not uh, it's not an indicator that I don't believe in gender. It's just for fun. Um, here here's my perspective on that issue. If someone like Caitlyn Jenner, um, if I met Caitlyn, I would call. Caitlin, her and she, but only out of courtesy and only because I choose to. The problem comes when they're trying uh -huh. to legislate it and force people to use those pronouns and actually persecute them and get them fired from their job if they don't. Um, Jordan Peterson mm -hmm. has talked extensively about this. And um, if it's your personal choice and somebody wants to be called a certain pronoun, I think it's your choice. And out of courtesy, I will call somebody she if they you know, have boobs and surgery or whatever, but uh, it cannot be legislated. Uh, and the rest of the pronouns, um, I'm glad you brought this up because the, the idea of being non-binary and gender queer and all of this, it is not... Um, it's not a, a random thing that's happening. It's a very carefully orchestrated, manipulative and predatory movement to recruit more and more people into identifying as so-called LGBTQIA+. Now, uh, we just have to sort of examine LGBT, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. Okay, those are four things that are pretty real things people are dealing with. But now they added the Q. And the I, A plus, these are just labels that are being used to recruit more and more people to mm -hmm. identify as victims and thus gain money and power for the, the huge lobby uh, like Equality Utah here in Utah, like the Pride Centers. They realize that Americans don't care if you're lesbian or gay. So that's why they're manipulating these kids into thinking that they are so-called non-binary, which means nothing. Why do I, I don't understand seriously. And, and I guess I don't want to, but I guess I have to. What the heck is non-binary? That, that means that why well, you're not a man or a woman. I, I, I don't right. It. I, it's, it's a, it's a manipulative term that they are using to uh, push on kids so that they identify as um, not a man, not a woman. They're non-binary. Binary meaning by two sides, like man, woman. And so it, it means nothing. It really means absolutely nothing. But it does culturally mean something. It means that the LGBTQIA plus alphabet keeps expanding in order to broaden 
the victim narrative and get more voters and more people who think of themselves as victims. And thus those movements gain power because they present themselves as the protectors and the saviors of these so-called non-binary kids. And uh, by confusing them in this way, they they gain power because they present the idea that these children will kill themselves and they will be suicidal if we don't call them they them or non-binary or genderqueer and they emotionally blackmail people into using these terms and embracing this nonsensical ideology uh i i was uh i i was on a facebook uh, group one um and I got kicked out because there, um, I laughed about the fact. I mean, you, you can. I mean, gosh, I, I mean, this is me, and I'm just speaking for myself because I, I have such a hard time with this that I'm not willing to accept that in, into normality. Okay, so uh, I, I laughed at the fact that uh, there was this mom that posted a picture of her daughter. You know, like she was all like goth dress and things like that and uh, apparently she was like calling calling her you know the pronouns you know them or whatever and i laughed about it and you know people just got super mad at me because i was like it's a she you know she is a beautiful young woman um and uh she thinks that she is like not even a woman or or I, I, I don't know like why why are we why do we supposed to embrace nonsense right i i completely agree with you hey there's a little bit of background noise going on is that at your house or is that uh, yeah with- it's at my house okay go, 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 go ahead go ahead and explain to us more more about like how how that issue is Okay. All right. I would have to say that um, a parent who claims that their child is non-binary and wants to address them as they, them, I don't think that they are bad people. I don't think that they are trying to um, erase the traditional family. I don't think that they're they're deliberately doing this. I really feel like they're just trying to understand their child. But what they don't understand is the brainwashing that's going on in schools, online. And if a child is put into a therapy, um, therapists now are they're being told that it is essentially illegal and abusive to tell a child who says, I want to be a girl. I'm non-binary. I'm not a boy. I'm a girl. I'm, you know, all of that, they're being told that it's abusive to um, question that narrative and to ask them, um, well, you know, you say you're in the wrong body. You say that you're non-binary or you're transgender, but maybe you just like makeup. Maybe you just don't identify with girly things. Maybe you're a girl who loves sports. Maybe you think makeup is stupid. Maybe you want short hair. All of those things are just you know, it's just clothing. It's just makeup. It's just behaviors that might make somebody a little different. And when it gets dangerous is when therapists and activists and, you know, critical race theory, which is not only about race, it also incorporates this LGBTQIA doctrine. That's when it becomes dangerous. So Ignacio, I think that you are spot on. You do not have to accept this. You do not have to buy into it. And the fact that you were kicked out of a group, I wanted to ask you, was that a conservative group 
No, it was an Idaho group. Um, it, I think it was more like share your blessings, you know, the t- type of group. It was very like a generic, um, kind of like share your blessings. But when I said, I, you know, I, I think she's a very beautiful woman, very beautiful girl. And uh, she w- she looks very pretty, but I don't agree with uh, calling her uh, certain pronouns. And I was bombarded with uh, hate. Like they were like, "You were you are a hater, and uh, how dare you?" and things like that. So I'm like, eh. "Yeah, they're so aggressive. There, um, there's no reciprocation when it comes to uh, tolerance and respect." For both sides and you're absolutely right she is a beautiful young girl that doesn't mean she has to wear a dress that doesn't mean she has to paint her nails that doesn't mean that she has to you know mm-hmm. listen to i don't know lady gaga or whatever <laughs> she can simply be herself and maybe she likes sports maybe she likes regular pants all of that stuff so these parents can just tell their kid like i got a message uh well i got a phone call the other day from a patriot here in utah it's someone you know Mm -hmm. and um he called me and said my friend just found girls clothing under his 14 year old son's bed and his son has been out there you know, wearing this girl's clothing and and expressing himself in that way. And he said he's beside himself. He's an alpha LDS man. He doesn't know how to deal with it. And um, I get calls like that all the time. People message me. They don't know how to handle this. And because I'm someone who loves wigs and makeup, and clearly I'm very different than your average person, they feel Uh, Mm -hmm. safe reaching out to me and asking for advice on this topic. And here is what I told my friend. I said, okay, this man has a 14 year old boy who is wearing girls clothes and that's hard for him. And I get it, but this kid has to have a safe space. Now, what do I mean by that? No matter what, that 14-year-old is going to find his safe space. And is that safe space going to be the arms of his parents? Is it going to be at home? Or is it going to be the LGBTQIA plus radicals at his high school? Um, Is it going to be online? Is it going to be on Facebook? Is it going to be the Pride Center in Utah? Mm -hmm. So I said, your number one goal is to make sure that this kid doesn't feel judged so that he turns to his parents when he wants to talk about this stuff, as difficult as that conversation may be. And I told him, uh, okay, so he's wearing clothing. Is he wanting to take hormones? No, not yet. Okay, that's good. So if you have a teenage kid who is completely confused, the number one thing is to make sure that they don't inject their bodies with irreversible hormone treatments or, you know, uh, mastectomies and other things that they're pushing on the kids. But if he wants to wear a dress or he wants to dress up, that is the lesser of the two evils. And um, I I just say to these parents, you got to let the kid know that they can talk about anything with you because they are going to go out and find their so-called safe space within the LGBTQIA plus movement. And then you've lost them for good. I had a conversation with the mother, her 19 year old daughter wouldn't even be in their family photos. And um, she's heartbroken. And it's because Mm -hmm. her daughter has completely turned on her and, and gone into that 
manipulative um, LGBTQIA world that says, we love you, be who you are. We accept you. Your family doesn't. So I just admonish parents to really rein in those kids and say, listen, you can talk about anything with me. You can, mm-hmm. we could sit down. We could talk about why you might think you're a girl. We could talk about clothing, but you come to me with these issues and we will work through them lovingly. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to feel ashamed because these kids, you know, that the, the LGBTQIA therapists now they tell them that the parents are the enemy we've seen the videos of the teachers in school telling kids your parents are stupid your parents are are dumb your parents are hateful and so no matter how frustrated a conservative parent or a religious parent might be they have to know at the end of the day even if they don't achieve total victory with what they Mm -hmm. want for their child that child needs to come to them first with any issue because otherwise they will run to that opposite spectrum and then they will be lost quite frankly and uh, i also think i also think that the parents should um it's like with everything else you know if uh, if if your child is uh, doing something that doesn't supposed to do uh, i think because i mean i have three kids myself uh, and uh <clears throat> the first step uh, that I have uh, heard and read about dealing with issues like this is uh, remain calm and don't freak out. Because uh, if the parent freaks out, then the kid is going to lose trust in the parent. And I mean, it, it's happened to me. You know, it's happened. You know, everywhere else. Uh, you know, that's uh, that's a hundred percent correct. I guess you should try to emulate Jesus. You know, Uh and just imagine how Jesus would sit down with that child and Jesus would say, hey, you know, what's going on? Let's talk. I love you. I also told that my friend for his his friend to take that 14 year old boy and physically hold him close and say, I love you about five times Mm -hmm. and mean it. I love you. I love you. And if he's holding him close, that child's going to feel the connection. And the mother with the daughter who's gone haywire, I said she needs to write her a letter and tell her that at the end of the day, your ultimate safe space is right here. Because, of course, her daughter is cutting. She's cutting herself. She was hospitalized for suicide. The girl is not going to find happiness in trying to erase her biological gender. She's only going to find turmoil. So. I told the lady that girl needs to know at the end of the day when she is cutting herself, when she is feeling suicidal, she needs to know she can go to you, crawl in bed with you, watch a movie and talk it out, you know, and I said, write her a letter and say at the, you know, I'm your mother. I love you. I am your safe space. I don't understand your choices. I don't understand what you're doing, but when you want to cut yourself and when you're feeling suicidal and you hate your world, Mm -hmm. I do not judge you. And you come to me, you know? Yeah. And so I told her to share some baby photos of her and, and her daughter and to give her, a letter with that photo and also with a man's shirt because her daughter 
loves men's clothing and she's dressing like that. So that's harmless. But really, who cares? <laughs> Just give her a nice button up shirt that's like a boy shirt with a picture of her as a baby don't so-called misgender her in your letter just call her by her name and say you and let that child know that they can run to the Mm -hmm. parents because they're going to run somewhere and in the modern world they are running to that lgbtqia so-called support system and then the parents have lost them forever yeah agreeable yeah uh definitely uh, a parent should, I mean, and I'm not saying, I mean, if, if you are a parent, if you're listening to this, if you're a parent, I mean, I'm not telling you what to do. You know, it, it's it's up to you to look for the right word, for the right action to take. But please, it, just like Ryan said, do not lose your child to the LGBTQ support system because they're going to miss things more. Uh, up f- for the kid and uh, i mean the, the best thing is just like like ryan said just uh uh you know just try to find the, the best uh, the best way to handle this i know you want to freak out i know that you want to like scream and uh you know it's a parent's worst nightmare i mean the parents that i yeah, talk to it, it they're suffering more than is imaginable they've lost their yeah. child and like with this uh, with this other um mother the child, of course, is lost and they're and they're they're hurting themselves and they're and they want to kill themselves. And it's because they're they're going haywire on hormones that are being injected into their bodies. Yeah. I, and I, so I, if they're a teenager, the number one goal for a parent is to make sure that the child does not get injected with drugs because that is irreversible. Letting them wear certain clothing or letting them you know, change their name or whatever is, Mm -hmm. is much less harmful than, um, than, uh, you know, the drugs and the surgeries that they're pushing on kids and they're trying to allow those surgeries. Well, just like they do with abortion, they're trying to make those surgeries legal for minors without parental consent. So the battle is real. mm -hmm. So, and you, you have been fighting for that, uh, at the legislature, uh, it is my understanding that you were fighting, uh, Uh, against uh, a bill. I don't remember the name of the bill. Can you just elaborate a little bit on that? Yeah, we had two House bills in the last legislative session. The first was to protect women's sports. Of course, biological women's sports um, where uh, a, a male, a man, a boy can just identify as female and a few days later compete against the girls. And so we, we wanted to protect girls sports because, you know, the word woman is being erased. They're calling them birthing persons or a person with a vagina. So I stand up for biological women. And then the other bill was house bill 92 and it was meant to protect minors from irreversible so-called puberty blockers and the left is going to tell you that those puberty blockers are reversible but of course they are not reversible they they stunt growth they stunt height they they make the body not develop in its natural way and you cannot recuperate those years later on and of course anything like a mastectomy or chemical castration is nothing more than child abuse and i stand up and say if you are 18 or older in this country i support your right to do whatever you want if you want to get a nose job if you want to tattoo your whole body if you want to have a mastectomy if you're a woman and you want to live how you want i'm all for it i 
draw the line at age 18 and anyone younger than age 18 is entirely and completely incapable of giving informed consent for Mm. these procedures. Unfortunately, it's such a hot topic and in Utah organizations like equality, Utah and the pride center are so powerful that no Republicans would even touch these issues. And our so-called Republican governor, uh, went on television and stopped the bills because he was pressured by the Utah Jazz. So it takes courage to stand up on these issues because the left will attack you. They will call you transphobic. And when I first came out as Lady Maga USA, I was told that I am directly responsible for the suicides of LGBTQIA youth. So they emotionally blackmail people. So mm-hmm. we're, we're coming into another legislative session. And on the 20th, we're meeting with leaders. And I'm going to sit down and be like, hey, look, I dress up. I'm different. I'm gay. But I am here to protect children who cannot give informed consent to these irreversible procedures. So, yes, I'm very much involved in that fight. Okay, so uh, let me ask you a quick question before we wrap up uh, this episode. Thank you so much for for being here, Ryan. I appreciate it. Of course. So, How how does uh, the Utah Jazz have a lot of power to stop this bill and convince Cox. I mean, how much money are they giving Cox? That's a great question. Of course, publicly, we can't know that. But we do know that there are powerful lobbyists and financial interests in pushing the leftist agenda, especially as it pertains to children. So we have to stand up. We have to expose that corruption. And of course, I have adult transgender people testifying with me who say, you know what, if you're an adult, do what you want. But if you are younger than 18 years old, you are not mentally and emotionally capable of making these decisions. If you want to wear a dress, wear a dress, but do not inject your body with irreversible hormone treatments. Wow. Wow. Very, very interesting topic here, Ryan. Uh, We, I mean, we could go in for hours, you know, talking about these issues and uh, it really is dangerous what is going on right now in our country. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm not going to let this country down. Not whatsoever, not on my watch. So, and I'm willing to fight shoulder to shoulder with you and other patriots, as I have interviewed here in this podcast. And uh, um, we're going to make this happen, believe me. We're in it together. All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. Remember, this is the Natural Show, uh, brought to you by Fed by Women's Media, Pat Forward, Utah, and Solidify Web. And we'll see you next time.